Welcome to Gringo's Eternal Family's podcast. Gringo's Eternal Family is a ministry with the purpose of bringing God's love to the 99 and the 1. You can visit our website and check out our blog post at gringoseternalfamily.com for more content. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode. Thank you. family how is everyone doing this is another episode in the series the gospel of christ jesus so today we're going to be answering the question how do i know that i am certainly saved all right so i once had this conversation with someone and it went just like this so the person asked me are you saved and i responded yes i am saved confidently you know and he responded lol you're saved with a question mark you know and i was shocked and i asked why are you laughing and he said um are you sure that you're saved just because you're a believer and i responded are there any more requirements to be saved and the person responded and said being a christian christ-like so i said being saved makes me a christian a christian is a believer and he responded okay the next day after this conversation i sent him a write-up about salvation versus discipleship and this conversation particular conversation is something that i will never forget because it taught me two lessons and the first lesson is that you need to be certain of your salvation because if you're not certain of your salvation and truly understand how you got saved and how you remain saved you would doubt your salvation at every turn with every question with every backslide what it might not have been this person's intention you know it might not have been his intention to make me question my salvation but i did like for a few seconds there when he was asking me the question are you saved just because you're a believer made me pause for a second to think it's a really weird question yet it assesses our knowledge of salvation first peter chapter 3 verse 15 to 16 says that we should always be ready it cautions us to always be ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is in us. We must be ready at any time to explain the new life that we have in Christ Jesus. We must seize every opportunity. And the second lesson that I learned from this conversation was that a false gospel is circulating in the church and in the world. A work-based gospel is being preached rather than a faith-based and a grace-based gospel. And the concept of discipleship is being mistaken for salvation in the church. That's why if we don't know the true gospel of Christ Jesus and how exactly we got saved, many of us would die to our salvation at the drop of a pin. So the above conversation and many other reasons was actually the reason and the passion that birthed this series. Because I want you to know that God desires that you get saved. And not just that, He wants you to be certain of your salvation. He does not want you to live in fear 
every day wondering, am I going to hell? Have I lost my salvation? Or you run into every altar cause because you're not certain if you got saved the first time. Or maybe you've already lost your salvation, so you want to get saved again. No. So you must know exactly the gospel of Christ Jesus and how it got you saved. And we already talked about that in this series. So if you've not listened to that part or you've not read it on the blog, you can go check it out. It's titled, How Do I Get Saved? And you also, if you want to read about the gospel itself, it's also, there's another blog post and podcast on that titled, The Gospel of Christ Jesus Explained. So I would really recommend that you check that out. So are you doubting your salvation already? Do you still feel condemned and guilty of sin? Because you still commit some sins that you used to commit before. Because you don't seem or feel spirit-filled as your friends or someone you follow on social media. Because someone told you that you're not good enough as a Christian. Or someone reminded you of your past. I want you to know that first, faith is important. Remember that you was saved in Christ Jesus through faith, faith alone. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And it is this same faith that you must hold on to to the very hand. Your faith in Christ Jesus has got to be firm. Let me just talk about the gospel really shortly. Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 4, this is the gospel. The Christ Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, and he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scripture. Faith in this gospel of Christ Jesus is how we got saved, okay? And John 3 16 drives it on even better. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his, his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. All we need to do, guys, is to believe, is to have faith. So, if you think that you got saved already, but if the gospel that you believed the first time you got saved, quote and unquote, is different from the one I just talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 4, then you are not saved, okay? And again, you can just stop listening to this podcast now and go find a podcast on the gospel of Christ Jesus explained and the podcast on how do I get saved, okay? Because it's got this, the rest of this podcast is to encourage those that are already saved that to just to encourage them and let them understand that they are saved, all right? But if you have already believed, okay, if you already believe this gospel, that Christ Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures, he was buried and rose on the third day, according to the scriptures. If you've put your faith in this gospel, then you will save true faith. Understand that faith, salvation is by grace, not works. True faith, not feelings. Okay, Romans chapter 1 verse 16 to 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous 
shall live by faith. You are righteous. The moment you give your life to Christ Jesus, you became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are righteous. And what does the Bible say the righteous live by? They live by faith, not by sight, not by feelings. The only feeling that should come with true salvation is joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. So from faith to faith should you be growing. All right, and your feeling is not an accurate determinant of your salvation. Your faith is. The moment you stop living by faith as a believer, you will surely begin to doubt your salvation. You will doubt your forgiveness, your righteousness, your redemption in Christ Jesus. Because rather than seeing with faith, you are seeing with your physical eyes and your feelings, and they are definitely clouded. And they will cause you to doubt your salvation. As Christians, we cannot separate faith from our being. You can't separate faith from being a Christian. It is the foundation of all we are and what we do. So if you've truly put your faith and your belief in the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ Jesus once, that's enough. And you're saved. Okay, through Christ Jesus, you're a child of God. Through faith in Christ Jesus, you're righteous. Through faith in Christ Jesus, you're forgiven permanently. Through faith in Christ Jesus, you're saved. It is as simple as that. Never, ever doubt that. Right? Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7 says, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your life in Him rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness faith 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 is how you are certain that you are saved but just in case you're still not convinced that you're saved okay aside from faith we can look at fruit because thankfully as children of god that are born again of the holy spirit we ought to be a fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So as Christians and believers, we should begin to see the fruit of the Spirit manifested in our lives as the Father prunes us. Colossians 3, chapter 12 to 14 also says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Love. Love, love, love. We should love God and we should love others. Love is our trademark, okay? Every other fruit is bound together and perfected in love. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35 says, A new commandment I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
So love is one way that we are certain, that we are God's children, that we are disciples of Christ, we are certainly saved. First John chapter 2 verse 14 says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone that does not love remains in death. An unbeliever is a spiritually dead person and cannot truly love unconditionally, agape. But a believer is someone who has passed from death to life. They are spiritually alive and so they can love others unconditionally. So you should be asking yourself, aside from my faith in Christ Jesus, aside from my unshaken and firm faith in Christ Jesus, if I need another proof, do I love God and do I love others? Am I growing in my love for God and for others? And the answer to that should be yes, as a true believer. You see, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, John said, I am writing this, these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. But what did he write to us, okay? What did he, what was it talking about? What, is it, what did he write to us to let us know that we have eternal life? You see, note that this verse that I just read is in 1 John chapter 5. And chapter 5 is the last chapter in the book of 1 John. So we actually need to go back in the book of 1 John to read all that he has written to us. I recommend that you actually do that. But for the purpose of this podcast, we will read and we will remain in chapter 5, okay? But we will begin in verse 1. So pay attention, okay? First John chapter 5, verse 1 to 5 says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the word. And this is the victory that we overcome the word. Our faith. Who is it that overcomes the word? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So basically that verse, the verse is saying that he who believes, he who has faith in Christ Jesus, who has faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Christ means the Messiah, the Savior. He who has faith that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, a.k.a. saved. And this born-again person loves this born again person automatically like it's a default they love he loves the father and he loves his children and love for god is shown in obedience he who believes in jesus and is born of god is victorious through his faith you see these three things faith hope and love they work together in Colossians chapter 1, 3 to 6, Paul kind of explains how they work together. You see, in his letter to the Colossians, to the people in Colossae, he said, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. 
because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. He said the faith and love the springs from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. Hope and faith spring up by hope that is stored up for you in heaven that you got through the message of the gospel that you heard. So once again, if you've believed in the gospel of Christ Jesus, you're saved. Don't doubt it. Don't be deceived or discouraged by your past life and actions. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Don't be deceived by false doctrines and gospels. And you also should know that spiritual growth, discipleship and Christ-likeness, they come with time as you walk with Christ. Study the word of good, grow in the knowledge of the truth and remain receptive to the Father's pronouns. But being a baby Christian does not make you less saved or less of course child than someone who is a mature Christian. Salvation precedes spiritual growth and Christ-likeness. And if you are not even certain of your salvation and you continue to doubt it, how can you effectively grow with peace and rest that heaven is already your home and you are God's child? So my dear, hold on to the faith you have in Christ Jesus and continue to love God by being obedient and continue to love his children. God bless you. In the next part of this series, we're going to answer a very important question that has raised a lot of arguments among Christians. And that question is, is salvation eternal? Can I lose my salvation? So stay tuned, okay? God bless you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, just you are eternally loved by God. Bye-bye.